I have always believed that it doesn't take a PhD to understand God, His ways, or His dealings. Knowing who God is and what is His desire for us leads to a life of joy and fulfillment. You're welcome to another inspirational session. Sit back, listen, and be blessed. Hello, um, it's Mike here once again, and um, I have a topic I really want to talk about, um, particularly for those who are newly into a relationship, or um, maybe just proposed to you, or you proposed and she just accepted. I, I'm very sure you'd have a whole lot running in your mind now. Uh, usually the euphoria of, will she say yes? Will she say, not respond? You know, or maybe she had you waiting out for so long. Sisters do that nowadays. You know, ultimately, uh, all that is past now. And I mean, you are more or less in the real deal. And uh, this is one very important aspect I feel a lot of people need to pay attention to. Why? Because in the build-up stages to you um, going to propose to a lady, uh, you always want to come out with your best foot. All right? So, uh, ladies, it's not as if guys don't have any other thing that they like about you or maybe your futures, your mental ability and all that. But I mean, when it comes to uh, discussions like that, you want to put out your best foot forward. And the best foot is usually the conviction that you've received from God. All right, so when a brother comes to you and says, um, I got a revelation from God, blah, 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 you know, um, you're going to be my wife, you know, based on you know, this revelation and all that. They're not trying to bamboozle you as it were. They have just taken all of the things that they've been able to um, put into their analytical pot and they're like, what's the strongest thing I can bring out, you know? Now, after they bring that out and they say that, yeah, then every other thing can follow. So, I mean, basically, that's what they are doing. They are bringing their best foot forward. I mean, I caught the revelation from, I mean, that's the deepest um, place from which a man can bring a decision from. And I want you to take that very important because we are living in a day now where a lot of spiritual things are being placed in the back burner. Nobody wants to sound spiritual cocoa anymore. All right. When a man comes to you with a conviction saying, I received a revelation from God. That is the highest form of information or um, data from which a man can make a decision. All right? A man can see someone who is beautiful, who is uh, intellectual, who has things going for him or her, and make a decision. I mean, and that decision is temporary. Even the Bible speaks um, saying that the things that we see currently, they're temporal. All right, but the things which are not seen are the real things that are of eternal worth. And so God who is all-seeing, God who is all-knowing, if he can give you information regarding somebody and you take a decision based on that information he gives to you, that is more or less like the highest form of revelation that you can ever get. And I feel that's the reason why you see a lot of people do that. All right, so it's not as if they don't want to like tell you how beautiful you are or how intellectual you are or that they like some certain features or some certain aspects of, of your personality. No. I mean, it's putting the best foot forward, right? This is the deepest, strongest conviction I can get or the, 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 the foremost reason for me doing whatsoever it is I'm doing, right? So when you've crossed that stage, uh, a usually challenge for most people is they only put that out, the conviction, and they don't talk about other things or they don't lay out the conviction with other things. So eventually you realize by the time they are going out um, in the relationship or in the courtship, um, 
Not every courtship is going to take three months to marriage. All right, some are going to go for an extended period of time. And when you have this extended period of time, it's usually wisdom to begin to wrap that conviction with other layers. All right, I call it like wrapping with other layers. It's like you have something very precious, and uh, maybe because it's breakable or whatever it is, you begin to wrap it with you know several other stuff to surround it, all right, to make it or to preserve it, and so. If your relationship is hanging only on conviction, there will always be issues, all right? Why? Because issues, problems will come for that conviction. But when you have layers around, you know, the conviction, you plus layers around the conviction, even when issues come, there are some issues that will ultimately not need to get to the point of conviction, you know, before they drop off, all right? Some issues definitely need conviction. I mean, are you convinced about this? I mean, because all this we are seeing now, it doesn't look like it, all right? But are you convinced it's God that is telling you? you know, I get to that point sometimes with people, you know, but there are some ways you can problem-proof yourself and your relationships by layering your convictions with other experiences, all right? I'm going to share with you four different ways I feel people can layer their convictions so that they can have a healthy relationship, all right? So when issues come, some things naturally just drop at that point layer that you have put they don't necessarily have to get to the point of are you convinced about this or not so the first thing uh or let me just list out the first point uh, the four points one mentors two families three friends and four shared experiences i'll take it in no particular order you know there are some issues that the thought of just a particular experience will dissolve all right yeah all right you remember um the nights you guys went out together you know and maybe he bought you lunch or you guys, you know, took a bus ride together or you went to a farm park. When you create experiences, it has a way that even when there are issues on ground, those experiences come to bear and they help you dissolve whatever issues there is. Let's say, for instance, you are a guy, I mean, because of the hustle and bustle of work, you miss maybe calling her at some point in time. Definitely, she's not going to be happy. But if you have created experiences around it, it's not going to get to the point of, am I really sure this person is who God has a mark for me? All right? She will be able to piggy bank on the fact that, oh, we've shared other experiences together. We've, you know, partied together. We've gone out together. You know, we've uh, had dinner, had lunch. You know, we've gone to different places together. You know, so those things tend to help you balance out stuff. Everything doesn't have to get to the point of conviction. Are you convinced? Are you not convinced? No. All right, give the Holy Spirit material to work with. All right, so that when the Holy Spirit is trying to even convince her not to be angry, well, am I there? Don't be angry. Sorry, eh? Sorry, eh? Don't worry. It's, it's not like that. It will improve. You know, and just like, give the Holy Spirit, let him have some material that he's going to work with. You know, things that the Holy Spirit can remind her of, you know, and stuff like that. So, have mentors. All right, have people that you report each other to. I mean, so many people are looking for yes men. You know, people that if they tell the story to in whatever way they tell it, those ones will support them. And that's really what I, I see nowadays. People just gather a group of guys, a group of friends together, and they're like, whoa, baby, you ain't going to go shaking. And the only thing everybody is saying is, yes, 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 yes. Oh, whoa, fashion, you know. Nobody is saying, dude, sure, can't you see even what you are doing is crazy, you know? All that people are looking for are supporters or people who are going to rubber stamp their stupid actions. All right. Preferably, I always ask for people to get someone who has spiritual oversight. You know, I, I talk about mentorship a lot. It's a word that has been bastardized. All right. So I tend to use more fathering. 
All right, but in this uh, case scenario, I would still say, okay, go ahead and look for a mentor. And somebody that has spiritual oversight over you, who can see the effect of your decisions beyond the ordinary. All right? There's something, you know, my mentor talks about. He says, All right? If there's some decisions you take now that will lead to tears, you know, what, what they call premium tears later on. And you don't really want to take those decisions. You don't want to make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions or temporary feelings that you're having. All right? So have someone like that. Agree to report each other without consequences. All right? If you realize you've discussed a particular issue and you cannot, like, resolve it, have an agreement beforehand that you are free to go report me to such and such a person. All right? Without having any consequences. Okay? When you have done that, it makes it easy for the other person to, you know, approach that person. In fact, it make your own sense, make you sensible. They ah. If I don't resolve this thing on time, this lady is going to, or this guy is going to go report me to so so and so. So, I mean, let's find a way to resolve it. All right? So, for me now, if, if I'm comfortable with good idea, it's premium tears. So, I mean, I will not lie to you. All right? The very thought of my mentor takes away foolishness from my life. I must confess. And any action I'm going to take, I mean, I will always have that at the back of my mind. But, okay, what's my mentor going to say if he hears of this? All right, so before I come and come and open my mouth back and say, oh, sorry, we are no longer together. I mean, I have to ask myself, what is doing me? My kilos here gone. So sure, I mean, are you sure? You know, all this? Because there was a process by which I went into it, into a relationship, all right? I, I informed my mentors, you know, informed people you know, who had oversight over me before I entered. So I kind of hurriedly run out of it. And that's the problem we're having today, you know? Boy meets girl, boy likes girl, girl likes boy, bam, they're in a relationship. No, that doesn't work that way. You have to put yourself through a process so that even when you, are, you, you need to, because I, I usually tell people that we talk like this sometimes, it doesn't mean we are forcing anybody to be in a relationship, all right? So even if you mean to or you have to, you know, get out of a relationship, there's still a process to follow to get out of it, all right? So before I say I'm no longer together, I have to scrutinize and ask myself critical questions, all right? We have a lot of people that daily are engaging and disengaging themselves as if they are automatic gay. All right, they don't even have any clutch in their life that we press first and say, Okay, before I change gear, before I engage or I disengage, let me even press clutch. He will be on my wall, you know. You know, so have mentors. All right, another thing that I would advise for most people to do is to involve your family. All this, um, I don't want my mommy to know, I don't want my daddy to know. Fake error, big time error, I must confess to you. All right, it's my mean extra responsibility. I will not lie to you. Having to call um, your babes or your guys, dad, mom, brothers, sisters, aunties, depending on how close they are. I mean, it's extra responsibility. I mean, you have to be nice. You have to buy gifts. You know, remember some people's birthdays and all that. You know, but the truth of the matter is, this: if you can add this earlier on, it helps you to build a relationship not just with that person, but with people around that person. Such that, like I say, nobody is telling you by force, by force, you must marry. All right? But before you make critical decisions, you begin to put all those things into consideration. So it makes sure that whatever reason, for whatever reason you need to disengage from a relationship, it has to be something that is very cogent. I don't know if you understand what I mean. All right? So if you, if, if, if somebody says, so don't, no, don't, don't, don't worry, let's just be doing it. We'll tell them later on. Don't mind it. Is that is scam. That is the number one element of scam. I know one thing I know about scam is this. If you have been scammed before, I've been scammed before. If you've been scammed before, you can 
critically look back and realize this karma actually gave me signals that it was scamming me. But I was the one that was not just, you know, picking it. I remember, you know, I, when someone scammed me and the person's ringtone was 777 is a number. And you know, when I look back, I say, ah, this guy scammed me. I mean, I should have known. I mean, the ringtone itself already let me know this person is a scammer. You know, so it's not cutter to go also. You know, this is another dimension to it. It's not that it's cutter to go when you are already ready. The daddy will now come and say, oh no, I don't like people from this particular tribe. I mean, if you have been showing your face, if they they know, if the family knows, at least any reservations that they may have had, you will have started, you know, looking for ways to make them understand. And daddy, yes, I know you have those reservations, but not everybody is like that. I'm a Christian, you know, I'm born again believer. I have the nature of Christ. You know, all those um, stingy attitude, all those polygamous attitude, all those um, nonsense attitude that you think some particular or are known with a particular tribe or a particular set of people. I don't have that. You know, so you give them, give room for your family to be able to interact with such a person. All right. So there's no need to be hiding stuff. All right. If there's any battle to fight in the family, let's say there's the mother is not agreeing, the father is not agreeing, fight it early. All right, fight it early. There's no need to be waiting until the last minute when everything is ready. Then you, somebody now say no, he does not agree to the wedding. Then you are not running up and down. All right. So I made it a personal rule for myself to start and involve family from the beginning. In fact, I was so straightforward that if our parents are not in agreement to this stuff, there is no relationship. Why? Because I'm more conservative. I was given back to in the 80s, so. I have an understanding as to how these things operate. Now, when you're getting married, the wedding ceremony itself, it's, it's, not, it's not your own. You own the marriage, right? But the wedding ceremony is for families. All right? And ultimately, what you are doing by coming into a marriage relationship is you are bringing two families who otherwise may not have known each other. I'm bringing them together. All right? So the earlier you start, the better. You know, let them know that there's something on ground. So everybody can begin to change their attitudes, begin to change their demeanor, begin to change their language, begin to change, you know, their outlook, you know, to be able to receive this other family into their own fold. And, you know, I told myself, we are not engaged until, you know, both families are aware that we are seeing each other. All right. Anything you are doing is, um, is calm. All right. So even if it is one of the parents, you know, so sometimes, you know, because of the nature of some parents and all that, you may not be able to tell the dad, or you may not be able to tell the mom, you know, you may not be able to tell someone. But at least let one of the parents know. Uh, usually it's always the mom, right? The mom would say, okay, don't worry, my son, that dear, you know, and stuff like that. You know, so before I go and tell my mom that I, I'm not doing it again, you know, say I would not first of all think about it. But okay, this one I want to go and tell my mom. Am I going to tell her on a whim? What am I going to explain to her if she asks me, okay, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you taking this decision? What am I going to tell her? All right, so wrap your convictions with several layers you can do that by experiences you can do that you know by getting family involved you know but if i go and tell my mom that now you know the end uh, ah and she's a nice girl oh ah, mother daniel my girl here now ah she you want to turn to her break i know if I break out of my love money you know and things like that so those are things that you'll be hearing that even you yourself you will think twice wait ah hold on joe are you sure that this decision i'm taking god i'm not have i thought about it you know very very clearly Especially if your parents have grown fond of your partner, right? Their resistance might be emotional. I mean, I'm not taking that out of it. But you have to cater for that in your reasons. So your reason has to be something that is going to be very, very genuine. All right? So layer, you know, with family. Have friends, all right? 
have joint friends you know, that you know have friends that know both of you not the guy has his own friends the lady has his own friend most breakup starts from words and suggestions in guys and girls circles you know, like i said some people just have some guys that you know anything he's saying they're saying yes so even the confidence that he did not have from the beginning by the time the ginger the ginger the ginger is head they will start spewing nonsense same thing with ladies too you know, they just sit down, you know, they're just talking and, you know, the, 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 the lady says, oh, I don't even know what's wrong with, you know, um, Tunde today. He's not behaving. Like, I say, ah, ah, men has come, men has come. By the time the first one talks about a breakup story, the second one talks about a breakup story, even you know, they begin to sow seeds, you know, of discouragement in our heart. Right? If you do not sur- surround yourself with people who share the same values with you, you will run into problems. All right? Particularly in this social media age, you know, where, you know, a lot of things are flying all around. You need to find people who have the same values like you do and surround yourself with such people, all right? If you want to go out, you know, go visiting those friends, you know, have hangouts with them, you know, and stuff like that, so that your... Bible talks about iron sharpening iron, so that your iron can be sharpened, all right? So you will not find yourself in a circle or in a circumstance or a situation where some other people are giving your partner wrong advice, all right? Which... Social media these days, I think it's very important for anybody who is in a relationship to keep on checking each other's value system, all right? One day, somebody asks a stupid question on Twitter, and the next day, you find out your girlfriend is asking you the same question. I like, does this make sense? All right? <laughs> Many relationships have been de- demolished, you know, at so-called sisters' hangouts. You know, some sisters' hangouts. All right? Ah, they, by the time they hang out, they hang the relationship. You know, and brothers that have brothers' timeouts too, before you know it, they provide timeouts for the relationship to the timeout the relationship at those meetings. All right. And you know, what's those those things I think they need to be critically looked into. I mean, any group, any um gathering of guys or ladies that is not helping your relationship, I think you should be open enough to discuss and talk about it. I mean, I, I don't want you going to that place anymore. I'm not saying you should not be friends with them. I'm not saying you should not, uh, but I don't want, I don't think those people are the right set of people that you should be working with. I think if you're in a relationship, you should be open to be talking about stuff like that. All right? Another thing I see people doing is listening to messages on um, 25 reasons to know if if he or she is not the one. I mean, how, how stupid, how stupid can, can you be? You are in a relationship and what you are listening to is 25 reasons to know if he or she is the one or is not the one. I mean, does it make sense to you? Now, if somebody is not engaged, I can still understand. I mean, it's not as if, uh, even, even though I will have my reservations for that, but I mean, I can still understand for somebody who is not engaged. But if you're in a relationship, I mean, why are you listening to 25 reasons to know if it's, if it's not the one? Does it make sense to you? <laughs> All right? And there's no way you will listen to that 25 that you will not catch 12. That your partner, you know, or your fiance or your fiancé is, do, is, is doing or is not doing. Definitely, you, you will. And the thing about words is this. What have the ability to create or to demolish? All right. So if you have healthy relationships around you, if you have healthy friendships around you, you'll be more defended against the issues that are prevalent in our days. When somebody comes and says, oh, uh, why don't we have open relationship, you know, and stuff like that? Why? Because that's what is going on in the world right now. But if you are in a circle of people, you know, where they uphold the standard of God's word, where they uphold, you know, the things that, you know, that make for a holy, godly relationship, Definitely, you know, you would have security against all those wells. 
You know, for someone like me now, before I go and open my mouth and tell Shego, I tell Boss B, or I tell Toby, or I go and tell Bedrin that I'm not doing it again. Shebe, I, I, I would definitely have to have strong reasons, not just whims or something I caught on social media, you know, as a boss. You know, these things are not to bind. And I think I should really, really emphasize because when people talk like this, it's begins to look like it's going to become more and more difficult for the person to get out of a relationship. No, nobody's tied. You are not married until you are married. All right? So these things are not to bind anybody into a relationship permanently or to force the hand. You know, I say, ah, what will my mommy say? What will the bedroom say? No. Always understand that your life, your person is far much more important than any marriage relationship that you may have. You know, in, in the words of Reverend Lucia we say something, we say, if you are single, you can still fulfill your destiny up to 50%. All right? But if you are married, you can execute, if you are married, you can execute 70, 75% and above. All right? But if you marry wrongly, you can't even make up to 25%. I mean, that's the danger of it. So, I mean, why marry wrongly and stay be pegged at 25 percent when even as a single person you can achieve up to 50 percent i mean do you understand what i mean all right it's just that it will help you move away from emotional nonsense right and focus on the things that matter when you're making your decision you will not be making a decision or oh you did not call me yesterday are you getting my point all right you are going to be making your decision on concrete things why because you have all these other things to you know to focus on all right so and if you have to part ways after all this i mean definitely it has to be something concrete all right, friends will always keep you going. All right, um, you can plan joint outgals with them. You can create experiences, like I said initially, with them. Don't give room for comparisons, you know, or c- competition, because that that's one thing you need to guide against when you have friends around too. You know, say, oh, um, Shola is riding a, an SUV, and you know, this guy is still jumping buses. All right, don't give room for comparisons or competition. You are different. Your relationship is different from any other person's one. All right, some relationship that looks flowery. You don't know what they are facing in there. You know, thank God for um, churches now that you know have all these singles uh, meetings where people can sit down and discuss and talk. But even in those meetings, they don't see everything. All right, they just say what is enough, you know, to help the situation and whatever it is. All right, some can afford to go to Dubai, you know, and just say, okay, we want to hang out, let's go to Dubai. But if you cannot go to Dubai, at least you go to a region, waterfalls. All right. Just do something, all right? It is the thought that matters, you know, as Anne will say, not the action itself. That you can even think of, okay, uh, let's look for an environment where it's serene, where we can sit down, where we can have fun, where we can discuss about our future, about our lives, you know, what goals do you have for the future? That you even have that thought. It's not necessarily Dubai itself. So people can do, go to Dubai and at the end of the day, they're not rested, they've not made plans, you know, they just wasted, the whole trip itself was a stress. They're actually coming back from Dubai Come to Nigeria to come and relax. All right? So don't, don't, don't do that. And I will leave you with this bonus point. Your relationship is not a test experiment. All right? I see people doing a lot of nonsense. Don't test random ideas, questions, actions, foolishness, stupidity that you got from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or your partner. All right? You see them on, uh, on Twitter, you know, doing um, hashtag or one crazy challenge out there. And you go to your boyfriend. And, I mean, do you expect him to react the same way they are reacting on social media? No. All right. So don't even try it. I mean, don't don't take your relationship is not test experiment. You see these guys on social media today. They can engage. You guys can disengage. I mean, it doesn't concern you. It doesn't concern the kingdom of God. It doesn't concern anything. All right. So don't use your something as a test experiment. All right. 
focus on your relationship, hold on to your convictions, and layer it with, you know, these four points. Layer it with experiences. I will talk more about experiences sometimes later. Talk mentors, experiences, you know, family, and friends. I believe if you do all this, it will make for a healthy, godly, and holy relationship. God bless you. I believe you have been blessed by that word. Remember, you do not profit unless you take action. God's power follows only those who act. If you would like to send me a comment, question, or a prayer request, reach me at angelosmichalos.com slash contact. God bless you.